Hey everybody, welcome back to the Macro Compass. In this article, I decided to focus on the forest rather than the trees. So we're going to talk about what's the macro end game. And in short, the answer is that it's another great reset of our monetary system. In 1971, the gold standard basically came to an end and we transitioned to the fully elastic fiat system that we currently still use. And that's how it works. Commercial banks and the governments can now create credit out of thin air. And every time they do that, they add net worth to the private sector without having to worry about you know, the intrinsic value of the newly created money because the peg to the hard asset, which before was gold, is now gone. Now, as the main drivers of economic growth in the long run, which are population growth and productivity growth, both peaked in the 80s, we started to make full use of the system and to use leverage. After 40 years of credit creation and leverage, today, total debt to GDP is between 300 and 400% in all developed market jurisdictions. You can take China, you can take the US, you can take Japan, Europe, you're going to end up at the same result if you sum up private leverage and public sector leverage. Now, cool, you know, but servicing a mountain of often unproductive leverage is pretty expensive. So what we're going to focus here is that the fact that lower real interest rates uh, are necessary are a necessary feature in the system. What matters for the borrowers is that inflation-adjusted servicing costs are lower and lower because you end up paying nominal interest rates to service your debt, but at the same time, inflation reduces the real amount of your future due liabilities. So it's real interest rates that are the relevant metric to look at. Now, as a short recap, our economic system produces poorer and poorer long-term economic growth trend economic growth because of low population growth and stagnant productivity. Now, this is politically and socially, you know, unacceptable. We would, we would like to grow every time more and more, or at least as we used to grow. So in order to fulfill that requirement, we continue to leverage up both in the private and the public sector using the feature of the fully elastic fiat system we are in. In order to accommodate this leverage, real interest rates drop further and further just to keep the system afloat. Central banks accommodate this process, right? They, they do monetary policy actions, but equilibrium real interest rates would be low anyway. Now, the real genius feature of our system is what I call the wealth illusion effect. To make you understand that, the easiest example is to you know, use um, a house purchase example. So assume you bought a house in the US during the early 90s, so that's 30 years ago. And let's just assume for a second that the bank lent you 100% of the purchase value. That's 100% LTV loan. Let's just make that assumption. If you wanted to spend about $1,000 per month in mortgage installments, back then, 30-year mortgage rates were 30%. That means that you could buy a house worth approximately $120,000. Now, fast forward to today, you still want to spend $1,000 in mortgage installments per month, but now your 30-year mortgage rate is 3%, not 10%. All of a sudden, you can now afford a house which is worth double the initial price or $240,000. The wealth illusion effect, right? You feel wealthier. Credit creation plus lower rear yields actually give birth to the wealth illusion effect. All nice and dandy, but we have a problem. And the problem here is that for the current system to thrive, incremental leverage must be accessible at ever lower real interest rates. Not just low, they must be lower and lower. Now, how do you lower uh, real interest rates? Either by having lower nominal yields, but they can't fall much further because we are very close to the lower bound. And, you know, or you can increase inflation expectations, but 
everywhere around the world, we're having inflation expectation around 2%, slightly below somewhere, slightly above somewhere else. But you know, if you, if you increase inflation expectation further, then the price stability mandate from central banks can be debatable at some point. So you are in this conundrum, and Japan has been there already for you know, 15, 20 years. They lead in this monetary experiment. And if you look at real yields in Japan, they've struggled to fall further over the last five to six years. So what are actually the options ahead? If today you are a, um, in the establishment, you have basically two options. The first one is deleveraging. This is politically unviable because it would basically inflict large upfront losses on two generations that have prospered using this wealth dilution effect. And of course, nobody from the establishment wants that. The other option you have is you can kick the can down the road. Now, this is the favored, favored option by the establishment, but ultimately it will fail because real interest rates will have a hard time falling further. So the macro hand game will happen and nobody knows when, but there is one smart thing we can all do, I think, to be more prepared for this event, which is to own assets that have a convex payoff towards the macro end game or the monetary system reset. Now, a convex payoff is basically defined by an asymmetric compensation in your favor. It means that you get the upside, but your downside is limited. It's basically like owning a call option. So what are the call options out there on um, the macro end game or the monetary system reset? As I argued in the past, I think those are gold, other forms of hard assets, for instance, I'm thinking about farmland of residential real estate and even a small percentage of Bitcoin because, you know, if you attach a probability above 0% or marginally higher than 0% that Bitcoin is going to be used at least partially as a way to peg or uh, pivot around our new monetary system, then you simply can't afford not owning a small percentage of it in your portfolio. Find out more in the article and as always, thanks for listening and reading the Macro Compass.